0: Hello and welcome to episode five of the blended family podcast. Before I get started today, I just wanted to say something. I know that in the introductory episode, I said that the episodes were going to be 20 to 30 minutes long. I know I have been coming up a little bit short of that and the reason for that is I'm trying to deliver you a show with good content and no fluff. I feel like your time is valuable, and I know if you have a blended family, you may not have a lot of time on your hands. I'm going to add a segment in the future where I will be answering your questions too, but for now, I would love some feedback from you, whether you think the timing is good for you or if you want the shows to be longer. I want to deliver high-quality content to you in the best way possible. You can write to me and let me know how you feel about it at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Okay, so today I would like to talk about moving in together and how to make it a smooth transition. The question of moving in together is something that you and your new partner will face, and there are so many factors involved in this decision. So in this episode, we will discuss how do you know if the time is right, deciding which home to move into or how to choose the location, how to tell your children, and also letting your ex-partners know. So let's get started with timing. How does anyone really know if it's the right time to move in together? I wish I had a definitive answer for you. Unfortunately, there is no set time or answer for this. But there are some factors to look at that can help you decide. Most important in this decision really must be your children's feelings, especially if you have custody of them. Of course, I do understand their children and they must go along with what we as parents decide. However, you really do need to take their feelings into consideration here. How long ago have you split from their other biological parent? Are they still dealing with emotions from the divorce? Children go through a grieving process after a divorce, sometimes possibly more than we do. We need to remember that as adults, we can lose feelings for our partner, but our children do not experience those same emotions. Many times, they don't understand the circumstances that led to the split. And oftentimes, they're too young to really know the truth. If your child is experiencing some emotional grief, You may want to get them some counseling or talk to them yourself. Give them an opportunity to ask questions and answer them as honestly as you can. If your child is too young to understand certain details, or if these details will cause them unnecessary pain, then you can tell them just that. Let them know that you'll share more when you feel like they're older and ready to hear the details. You also want to take into consideration how they get along with your new partner. If your partner has children, you will also want to look at how all of the kids get along on a whole. If there are issues now, they will be magnified once everyone is living together. I don't think everything needs to be perfect because there is no such thing. It's okay if your children are not enthused about your relationship. What I do think though, is that we must make decisions that will be beneficial for all parties involved. The ages of the kids are a factor here as well. And I do believe children are much more cooperative at younger ages. Another factor to take into consideration when deciding to move in together is your relationship with your partner. It seems like a silly thing most of the time, early on in a relationship, things seem blissful. In many cases, they really are. When you're not living with someone, when you do see each other, you're most often showing your best side, and so are they. As you know, once you move in together, everyday stress, such as bills, work, children, it all just starts to seep into your relationship. You can no longer hide the parts of yourself that you prefer kept hidden. The problem here is that we really can't figure this one out until we actually do it. But here are some things to think about. When it does come to a stressful situation, how do you each deal with it? Have you seen your partner react to stress? What about finances? How will you split the bills and expenses? How about cleanliness? Are you both pretty neat or is one of you neat and the other a disaster? Who will do the laundry and cooking and who will do the lawn? You might think these kinks will work themselves out once you move in, and sometimes they do, but why not work them out beforehand? Think about your similarities and your differences. Try to initiate a conversation about these things. If you start fighting about it right away, then maybe you're not ready yet. It is perfectly fine to disagree, but you must come to some sort of compromise. Making the decision to move in together should not be taken lightly. Far too many times, people jump way too quickly, and doing this can cause irreparable damage. Make sure your decision is logical and thoughtful. You want the transition to be as smooth as possible. And... There is something I want to point out as a reason not to move in together. Do not decide to move in together for the sole purpose of saving money. I know this seems logical, but if all other reasons don't point to yes, then things won't work out anyways. And the money that you thought you were saving, you're going to spend anyway when things don't work out. It's okay if that's one of your reasons, but it should be last on your list. Okay? So once you and your partner decide that, yes, you want to move in together, there is a very important decision to be made. And that is the decision of where will you live? Will you choose your place, your partner's place, or someplace new? This really depends on where you all live relative to your jobs, the kids' schools, and your ex-partner's homes. Usually when there's shared custody, the courts will specify a maximum distance one parent can move away. I know here in the state of Florida, it's 50 miles. So that means that I or my ex cannot move more than 50 miles away from each other. So that's going to be your most important factor in this decision because you have to abide by the law. So check your divorce papers and your state laws to determine where you stand on this. This is important for you both. If you are both living already in the same town, it's not going to be an issue. This is more relevant if you live in separate areas, let's say an hour from one another. Then you may need to find a home in between, or if it is in the allotted distance, one of you may have to do some extra driving to transport the children. Once again, the children's ages play a big role in this. If they're teenagers who are of driving age, you probably won't have an issue at all. If only one of you has kids, it would make sense to live in the area of the parent with the children. And certainly, if you're both working, you will have to take into consideration commute times for each of you. As far as the children are concerned, well, no one really wants to uproot them out of a school and it may be necessary. You still want to factor in ages here. For instance, elementary age children are much more adaptable than middle or high school age kids. It's difficult to go into every possible circumstance here for examples. Everyone's situation is so very unique. What you want to do is consider all of these variables and make a decision based on what will ultimately be best for everyone. Again, maybe not perfect, but the least disruptive. Be sure the two of you sit down and discuss this logically and take your time. This is not a time to rush into a decision. Part of this deciding where to live is the factor of your stuff. You each will have your own furniture and a multitude of things you collected from living in your own spaces. Obviously, you won't be needing double of everything, You can have a garage sale or donate to charity some of your extras, but if neither one of you are willing to part with your belongings, you can always rent a storage unit to store the extra stuff until you decide what you want to do. Now that you have made your choices together, it's time to tell the children. Depending on the ages and dynamics, you may choose to do it individually or as a group. Personally, I like the idea of doing it together as one unit because it gets them used to the idea of operating together as one family. I would not do it together though if you have a difficult child or if the ages are drastically different. Keep in mind, they may or may not share your enthusiasm. Don't be angry with them if they are not pleased with your decision. If you have a child who is not happy, try to talk it out. Ask them questions and encourage them to share their feelings. Children have many reasons for feeling unenthused. In many cases, I think they feel they will get less attention. Reassure them that this move will not affect your relationship or your time with them. I do not recommend making promises at this point. It would be easy to say you will buy them a pet or any such form of bribery. They will remember if you make a promise that you can't keep. Instead, be loving but firm. Tell them how much you love them, but this is the decision and that things will be much better if they cooperate. After all, we are entitled as adults to our happiness. We can't allow our children to make our decisions because once they figure out they have the power to do so, they will run with it. On the other hand, your children may be ecstatic with the choice their parents have made together, and then you'll have nothing to worry about at all. So the last hurdle is telling the ex-partners. For some, this will be a huge issue, and for others, not at all. This will really depend on the types of relationships you each have with your exes. If you're having issues with your ex. Please go back and listen to episode two where I share the importance of having a healthy divorce. In reality, it really isn't any of their business what you do in your personal life. However, most exes will make it their business when their own children are involved. They really don't have a say in this. As long as both you and your partner are fit parents, though it really makes things easier if your ex is okay with the decision. Do not ask your ex if this move is okay because you don't need their permission. Depending on the type of relationship you have, you will either want to give them a call or if you're not on speaking terms, you can write them a letter or an email. Let them know if there will be any changes such as pick up and drop off points. If you're wanting to change the child's school, you may need their cooperation if you're both on papers to make equal decisions regarding the care of the child. If an ex is still dealing with hurt from the divorce, that person may have more of an issue with the move, and they may try to make things difficult for you. You have to remember that this is not your problem. If someone else is dealing with emotions, that is on them, even if you cause them hurt. You cannot allow their hurt to influence your future life. They need to work on themselves. You are entitled to a new start and cannot allow your ex to rule your life and your decisions. My personal story here? Well, when I met Sean, he did live close by, but a month later moved about an hour away. His children lived in Orlando full-time with their mom So for a year and a half, we commuted back and forth on weekends to see each other and sometimes a visit during the week. When we started talking about moving in together, it was a real tough decision. We were both just within the 50-mile limit, but didn't know who was going to make the big move. Ultimately, Sean moved in with me as I was already running the cleaning business and had full custody of my girls. It seemed like the most logical, least disruptive of the two choices. None of the kids needed to move schools, and it made it easier that he decided to join forces with me in the cleaning business, and so then the rest is history. So, as you can see, there is a lot to consider when making this transition of moving in together to create one family unit. A joyful time can become a time clouded with stress. You don't want to start off on the wrong foot like that. So, take things slowly. And try to make your decisions logically so that you can have a great start together. So that is what I have for you today. I hope this information was helpful. Do you have a story or a tip you would like to share with me on your moving experience? Or even a problem you're having right now? You can comment on the show notes or on the Facebook page. You can also email me to Melissa at Blended Family Podcast. And if you're enjoying the show, please show me some love by leaving me a review on iTunes. Thanks to all of you who have been supporting me with the podcast. I'll be back with another episode next week. The topic is establishing house rules. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com.